Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Open Forum Wednesday. Love these shows. I hope that you are having a great day as we get you into... Labor Day weekend, we got some college football tomorrow. We got college football on Saturday. It is absolutely awesome that we are able to talk football. Had a great show today with Sean Salisbury on No Filter Network, and we talked a lot about the 49ers situation and some of the other teams around the NFL and college football as well. So if you did not get a chance to listen to that, I have posted it on my podcast platform and on my website, uh, if you don't like that.com get ready for the event on September 12th at Bennett's kitchen bar in Roseville. Hope that you can uh, come out and partake in that. We'll be talking about that a lot next week as uh, that event, as I said, Monday night football, uh, the first Monday night game of the year. And it is the Seahawks hosting Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. So really looking forward to that. We got a lot to uh, talk about today. Again, it's open forum Wednesday. We can go in whatever direction you would like to go. All right. So with that said, I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to get to some phone calls and I'm going to check in with Jeff. Jeff, you'll get us started here on Open Forum Wednesday. How are you? Grant, how the heck are you? I'm well. Thank you, buddy. Good. Hey, I'm going to take a page out of Ryan's Ryan's book here and got a few baseball record questions to see if you ever think these records will be broken again. Is that okay? Okay. Yep. No hitters. Seven by Nolan Ryan. No. Never again, huh? Nope, because pitchers don't go the distance anymore. So, no, that will never be broken. Games played. Cal Ripken. 2000. Never. Nope. Joe DiMaggio. 56 game hitting streak. No chance. Ricky Henderson, stolen base record, 1406. Really no chance. And this one's a no-brainer. Will we ever see a pitcher get, well, I don't know. Will we ever see a pitcher get 300 wins again? Never. No way. Not with the way the game's playing. Not my lifetime, that's for sure. Absolutely not. No way a pitcher's ever going to go 300 games. You realize, you know, we, we talk about, the feat of that's 15 years okay think about that for a minute right 15 years of 20 win seasons like that's never going to happen again okay so on that note how are we going to base a pitcher going into the hall of fame in the future uh the way they're pitching now 
I mean, come on. These guys pitch five, six innings. I mean, how can we, how can we, you know, let, how can they go in the Hall of Fame? Well, the criteria is obviously going to be different. You know, the sports change with different generations and different rules. So pitchers will get into the Hall of Fame. There will be a different set of criteria. You make a great point. There's no way in the world you're going to be able to compare a pitcher of this era to the pitchers of the perennial 300-game winners, right? That's never going to happen again. You have to understand that. So you're going to judge pitchers differently. There's no – like Justin Verlander is going to be in the Hall of Fame. We know that, okay? I mean, there, there right. are certain guys that are currently right. playing that are given to be in the Hall of Fame. But as we look 10 or 15 years from now, you know, a pitcher may go into the Hall of Fame with 150 career wins. Right, right. And, of course, Otani, if he keeps on his pace, he'll go. Yep, no question about it. Absolutely. How about Garrett Cole for the Yankees? I don't think he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. I wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame, but that's, I mean, I'd like to see him be a Hall of Fame pitcher for the Yankees, uh, you know, this weekend against Tampa. That would be nice for me. But, no, I don't I don't think he's a Hall of Fame pitcher right now. But we ha- he, he's got a ways to go. I don't think his career is ending anytime soon. So you have to keep that in mind as well. Right. Um, doggone it, his name is – Slip in my mind, but he's on the Mets now. Starts with an S. Uh, you take you, wh- which Dodgers. one are you talking about? You're talking about Pitcher. Degrom, or you're talking Pitcher. about Max Scherzer? Max Scherzer's Scherzer. going to be in the Max Scherzer's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. He'll, so he'll, he'll be in the Scherzer, Hall of Fame. Scherzer, Verlander, but other than those guys, I I just I I don't know if there's any other guys around that's throwing now that's even worth their salt. I mean, even I don't even know if. Tim Lithicum's a Hall of Famer, and he's a two-time. Well, Clayton Kershaw, Clayton, Clayton Kershaw is probably going to get into yeah. the Hall of Fame. Clayton Kershaw, yeah, you got that. Uh, but uh, is Tim Lithicum a Hall of Famer with two Cy Youngs in the world? No. Okay. No, he's not a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Okay, Grant, that's all I had. I just I wanted to. I mean, that, it was just interesting that I started thinking about these these records. I mean, of course, Pete Rose is. I didn't mention Pete Rose. I know you're not a Pete Rose, right? Pete Rose fan, but with his hit, what four thousand something hits? I don't, I don't know if that. Well, we know, we know Pete Rose is a Hall of Famer. There's no debate. It's a matter of whether he's going to get in or not. I mean, I don't think he'll ever get in, but he's a Hall of Famer. We know that. No, I'm talking about his hit record. Oh, his hit record. I'm sorry. Do I think that's ever going to be broken? You mean? Yes, sir. No. I mean, Ichiro, right. and what he accomplished was remarkable. Uh, but do I think – no. I mean, there, that era of baseball, Jeff, the way the game was played, we are not going to see those records surpassed anymore. It's just not going to happen. Not going to happen. You know, the, the pitchers that went the distance and, you know, had complete games, and you talk about the seven no-hitters, how is that going to happen again when, when the vast majority of pitchers don't even come close to getting into the ninth inning as pitchers, right? How's that going to happen? I know. I was blessed to grow up with Juan yeah. Michelle, Gaylord Perry on the Giants, you know, watching them pitch, you know, and going out, you know, the it, it, you know Bob Gibson, watching him yeah. pitch, you know. It, so 
what what's it's all what management what's that called you know what they do it a lot in basketball where they sit the guy out what's that called again you when they load management yeah. so do you think that's what they're doing with the pitchers now is load management but it's you know that's you really can't say it but is basically that's what it is right I, you know what? I have no idea what the hell it is anymore. I really don't. Yes, obviously, they're trying to preserve the arms. That's for sure. But, you know, I call it whatever the hell you want. Whatever it is to me, it's nonsense. That's what it is. That's what I would call it. All right. Well, Grant, I'm going to sure try to make it. I can't. I don't drive because I'm a disabled veteran. But I'm going to sure right. tell Trev. My birthday's the 6th. And I'm asking my wife to take me to your event for my birthday. And I'm, I'm going to share. Well, this. I would love to see you. It would be it would be uh, great to uh, have you there if you can make it. Uh, it really would. It would be great to have you there. I'm going to try my hardest to get there because I, I want to meet Ryan and Jerry and Wiggins. Yeah. And I want to meet all the guys that call in every day, Al, and whoever, you know, all these guys that call in. I, I really like to meet them and say hello. And, uh, of course, I'd like to see old Jerry Reynolds and you and Jerry together. And that, you know. Yep. You guys are one. one well, hell. you know what? Again, let's hope that you can make it. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll save a spot for you. Let's hope you can make it. Okay. Well, if I don't make it, at least I'll donate. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it very much. You have a good rest of the day. All right, bye. Take care. All right. If you want to get in on open forum Wednesday, uh, all you got to do is uh, raise your hand, and we will get you right on. I think all those baseball records—they're never going to be broken. Not happening. No way. You think we're going to see a pitcher? In today's era of baseball, when 300 games, I don't think so. You know, the fact that a pitcher doesn't go the distance doesn't mean you can't win 300 games. But, I mean, I don't see it happening. I really don't. I, I just don't see how that's going to happen. So, hit me up. Give me a call. And we will talk about whatever you want. You know, records in sports, very difficult to compare different errors. You know, a lot of people are making a big deal out of Aaron Judge. And if he's going to surpass Maris and his home run record when he was with the Yankees. And, you know, such a different era. Everything's different. And I get asked a lot about how I feel about it. Here's how I feel about it. I think Brian Cashman should have been fired years ago. And Aaron Judge had a chance. But let me let me rephrase that. The Yankees had a chance to sign him at the beginning of the year, and they elected not to. So it's probably going to cost them 50 extra to 100 extra million dollars. Now, Aaron Judge is the face of the New York Yankees. And I don't see how the Yankees can let him walk, regardless of what it costs. He is the Yankees. And the Yankees, I, I could see the Yankees not even winning the division this year. If they end up getting swept this weekend at Tampa, which I could easily see, they would leave Tampa with only a three-game advantage in a loss column. That's assuming Tampa beats the Marlins tonight and the Yankees win in Anaheim, which I shouldn't assume. But I'm just for sake of conversation. Only six games separate those two teams in the loss column. All right, let's get to Antonio right here on Listen App. Hey, Antonio, welcome to the show. 
Grant, how you doing, man? Hey, um, I was checking out the menu, man. They said they got a nice prime rib at that place over there. If I could get back, like I said, I'm going to the Raider game that um, coming back that Monday afternoon. So if I get there, man, I'm going I'm to yep. go for the prime rib, actually. Yeah, the food there is excellent. I've had the prime rib before, and it's outstanding. I'm telling you, and I don't, I, I'm not saying this, Bernie. I'm not getting paid to say this. I'm saying this because it's the truth. The food at Bennett's is incredible. They have a great menu, and their food is excellent. And, again, I'm not getting paid to say yeah. that. It looks like, so I, I love these open form Wednesdays. So I got a couple random ones for you. I want to get tell me what you were doing when Roger Craig fumbled in the NFC Championship game. I guess that was 1990 or whatever. The, the Niners could have had a. I was standing. I was standing. I was standing. I was standing in the end zone uh, at the game, uh, watching it in person. And when Matt Barr kicked the game-winning field goal, the ball almost went over my head. I was just to the left of the upright. And you can see me jumping up and down on NFL films. I was on the field for that game. No kid, I did not see. I'd never heard that one. And then I got one more for you, Grant. Maybe two more. And I want to settle deba- a debate. Um, Tim, what were you doing on the, da- the David Tyree catch? Were you at home or were you at the game? No, I was at home with my two boys, uh, watching, you know, the game in in my house with my two boys. This the next time the Giants played the Patriots in Indianapolis where the Mario Manningham catch from Eli Manning, my boys and I were at that Super Bowl. But we were we were not at the one in Arizona when they beat the undefeated Patriots. And then I got one. I'm a Raider fan, obviously, and I want to settle a, a debate. I want to get your opinion. Max Crosby or Nick Boza? I've got Raider fans going. I'm a Raider fan, of course. I'm kind of on a Nick Boza side. Um, who's a better player? Um, they're not stats, and I keep hearing I think, I, well, if you're asking, listen, they're, they're both pro bowlers. They're both excellent. But if you told me I could only have one player, I'm taking Nick Bosa. Okay. Well, that settles the debate for me. Grant, I got no, no, no. That's not, right now, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That, okay. You go ahead. You take care and I'll finish this conversation okay. without you, but I, I hope we can see on the 12th. It doesn't settle the debate. It's my opinion. And it's could be different than your opinion, but Nick Bosa to me, is one of the three best defensive players in the National Football League. I mean, Aaron Donald is one, right? And to me, Nick Bosa has to be in the conversation. Has to. I, I don't see how you could not have him in the conversation. He's a difference maker. I'm not saying Crosby's not really, really good, but I think he's an eyelash behind Bosa. It's a very good question, though. Very good question. All right. Again, if you want to come on, Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. A couple of uh, programming notes. Obviously, Monday is Labor Day, so I will not have a show. And then I think I told you that starting in September, we were going to move the show to 4 o'clock. So I think I'm going to do that starting next Tuesday. All right? So I think 4 o'clock. If I have to make a change because of travel or what have you, then that's just the way it's going to be. But I think we'll move the show starting next week uh, to four o'clock. All right. All right. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen Up. And we say hello to Cody. Cody, welcome to the program today. How are you? Doing good, Grant. Thanks for taking my call. Good. Cody, I can barely hear you. Okay. Cody, I still can barely hear you. I'm going to put you back in the audience and see if we can get a better connection when you uh, chime in again, because I, my audience would not be able to hear you. So hopefully we can do this and get you uh, on here uh, with a better connection. Again, if you want to come on the program, just hit your hand icon and uh, we 
will definitely put you right on. All right. But again, I got to be able to hear you. And my audience has to be able to hear you. All right. That's what it's all about. So hopefully he can call in. Uh, if you want any other information uh, about the event on September 12th, all you need to do is follow me on social media. Listen here. We're going to give you all the information that you need. All right. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun evening. I'm looking forward to it. And I know a lot of people are as well. All right. Let's see if we can hear Cody a little bit better. Go ahead, Cody. Let's see if I can hear you. Hello, Grant. Yes. Can you hear there me? There we okay? go. Now you sound like you're, you sound like you're <laughs> sitting next to me. Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Oh, good. Okay. Um, I listened to your AFC NFC podcasts and I, I agree with a lot, almost all of it. But the one that really got me was you, you picked the Tennessee Titans to win the AFC South. And I'm wondering, you do you really feel they're better than the Colts? Yes, I do. I, okay. I'm not sold uh, on Matt. I'm not sold on Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan with the Falcons the last few years has been very inconsistent, very disappointing. And the reason why I'm picking the Titans is two reasons. I think their defense is better than the Colts. Um, the Colts have an, obviously a dynamic running game too. Colts offensive line better than the Titans offensive line, but Derrick Henry is going to get his yards. Uh, do I think Matt Ryan is better than Ryan Tannehill? Yes, I do. But I just like the Titans defense a little bit better. Oh, okay. I, I, I kind of like the Colts defense better, okay. but that, that's okay. That's yeah, that's all good. And uh, the other question I had, uh, yesterday on Netflix, the untold series, they released one on Tim Donahue. Did you get to yep. watch that or are you going to watch it? I did not, and I wasn't even aware that it was on Netflix, so maybe I will check it out. Have you watched it? Yeah, well, I watched it last night, and uh, it's kind of funny how the NBA referees could kind of collude together if they want to take a player out of the game. For instance, Allen Iverson mouthed off to some referee, and I guess that referee sent text messages out, so all the referees knew about Allen Iverson giving this ref a hard time. So the other refs got together and said, okay, we're just going to – uh, foul Iverson every chance we we get, and I I don't know that's well, it makes I, me I wonder. Think, well, I uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, no, go no, ahead. no. The, go ahead, Grant. Go ahead. No, what I was going to say is that was the good old boy era of officiating with Daryl Garrettson as the head of the officials, and things have changed significantly as it pertains to uh, officials in the NBA. I mean, that Tim Donaghy and what he said in the 2002 Western Conference Finals, which by the way. He did not officiate. That was 20 years ago. And the NBA officials has a completely different system. So everything's totally different than it was when Donaghy was in the league. They they mentioned that game in the, the documentary. He, he says, I wasn't even there. It's the worst rated uh, officiating game in history. <laughs> That's correct. It was. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. It, it makes me wonder if um, DeMar like DeMarcus Cousins were the refs out to get him the whole time because of his demonstrative attitude? It made me wonder about that. Well, okay. That's a great question. We have to understand something. Officials are not robots. They're human beings. And when you are an agitator and you're disrespectful and you're rude and you're crass, which all of those things fit to Marcus cousins, if there's a borderline call in other words, a call that can go one way or the other, many instances, it's going to go against you because you're dealing with human beings that have emotions. And on a marginal call, 
If you are an absolute ass all the time around the clock on the floor, you are not going to get calls. I think that is just, you know, human nature. I, I think the same thing would happen in, in baseball with an umpire. Think about how many borderline pitchers there are in baseball. If you're a pitcher and you're constantly on the umpire's ass, you're not going to get those borderline calls. Same thing with a hitter. If you're constantly bitching to the uh, umpire and there's a borderline call, you're going to get rung up. You know, that's just the way it is. It's again, you're not dealing with robots. You're dealing with human beings. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, you just got to tell DeMarcus to settle down, I guess, but it's too late. Well, for it, that it, now. He, he, how's he going to settle down when he's been the same way his entire career and he's now 31 or 32 years old? How, first of all, he doesn't even have a job yet, but how's that going to happen? I mean, did you see him in the playoffs against no. the Warriors? Did he look like he settled down to you with the number of technicals he got and cursing out his teammates? Did that look not at to all? You? Okay, not I was just all. curious. Yeah, <laughs> no. And uh, since it's so. open forum, Grant, um, were you happy when the New York Giants hired Pat Shermer to be their head coach, or how did he get hired there? I was not happy. I did not think it was a good hire at the time, and obviously, in retrospect, it was not a good hire. Uh, it was just John Mara who made another bad decision as the owner of the New York Giants. And I mean, the rest is history. I did not think that Pat Shermer would be a good head coach. In all fairness to Pat Shermer, he didn't have the talent to be a good head coach, but I didn't think he would succeed anyway. Okay. When he got hired to the Broncos, I was skeptical. And I, the year before, Rich Scangarello, he, he led Drew Locke to a 4-1 and record to end the year, and they looked pretty good. And then they fired him, yes. and they brought in Shermer, and he, Drew, Drew Locke yep. was never the same guy again. And I think I think Drew Locke's better than Geno Smith for sure. It's just a matter of time before they start him, I, I feel. Thanks very much, Cody. It's good hearing from you. I appreciate right. it. You be well. Take care. Yeah, Bye-bye. I'll see you on the... Oh, the 12th. Yes, thank you, Cody. Saw your donation online. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. Sorry I cut you off there, but I do appreciate your support. All right, let's move along to uh, Waggus here on this Open Forum Wednesday. Hey, Waggus, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What's happening? Well, since it's open forum, I kind of, you know, was thinking about what the last caller said, and I saw the trailer last night. I haven't seen the uh, ten, uh, you know, uh, referee, uh, you know, series yet. But you know, he makes it very clear that it was because of the NBA and high high level officials in the NBA that wanted a game seven because it would be best interest of the league. So since it's open for Wednesday and you, you've been in the NBA for a while, do you think that there are times where the NBA does fix games? No. If I thought they fixed games, I would have resigned. I would have never worked in a league where I thought the games were fixed. Okay. Because, you know, you know, Grant, a lot of people do think that uh, for obvious reasons. I, I wouldn't say a lot of people. I would say some people. Oh. I don't think it's a lot. A lot to me would be more than 50%. Oh. I don't think over 50% of the NBA fans think the games are fixed. That's my opinion. Okay. So obviously, you know, you know, you wanted the Kings to win. We all did, right, that year. So yeah. let me ask you this. Why do you think that that game was so, uh, so badly officiated? Because he's saying that it was because of NBA executives, that's what they wanted the refs to do. So, um, yeah. I, I, you know what, again, the evidence is pretty staggering about how poorly the game was officiated, okay? So could I, you know, would that fall in line with the game being fixed? You know, to me, being fixed is the outcome of the game was determined before the game began. That's how I would characterize 
being fixed. Um, do, do I believe that happened in my heart? No. I'll tell you this. I've talked to a lot of players that played in that game for the Kings, and they swear that they think the game was fixed. I don't. Um, but we'll never know, will we? Well, you know, it, it's really hard for me because, you know, I get very emotional, you know, obviously thinking about that game. But, you know, Grant, the Kings were such a better team that year. If you go back and you look when Kobe Bryant literally knocked out Mike Bibby, right? Literally knocked him out. Yep. Okay. Yep. The Kings were yep. down by one. Okay. We get the ball back. Well, first of all, yep. that should have been an offensive foul. So, in in that sense, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. And, and plus Shaq, you know, shooting, what, 29 free throws or what, whatever crazy number. So, I mean, I think that it, it's not a good look. Obviously, we'll, we'll never have the proof, but... You know, uh, you know, if if Tim Donaghy is going to say all these things at the end, he's saying that. So, you know, I mean, but, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and let's say, let's say, let's just say that that game was fixed. All right, let's take your side of the okay. coin and say the game was fixed. Game seven at home, okay. the Kings missed fourteen free throws. Chris Webber got a technical cool. foul in the fourth quarter. They lost yes. to the Lakers in overtime, and again they missed fourteen free throws. You can't blame you can't blame that on the officials. No, I mean I mean I can, but then again, Christie and Paige have both shot air balls too, right? So which we was yes, yes they did. That. But I guess what I'm trying to say, I mean, Lakers were not like scrubs, right? They're they're a pretty good team, but obviously when you give a team a chance like that, I mean, you know, go go back to what Draymond did with LeBron a few years ago. You you give you know, LeBron chest like that, yep. he ran the table. Obviously, I'm getting emotional because, you know, that was, you know, and, and, and one of my highlights of you is actually. Well, well I will say this. I don't, ag- I don't agree with you that the Kings were a lot better than the Lakers. I thought they were a little bit better. They weren't a lot better. That's not fair. They were a little bit better. I mean, you had Shaquille they O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. Yeah, but I wouldn't Grant, say they were a lot better. Well, I was, I know, yeah, game yeah, three, they course. ran them off the floor. I'm right where I was. I announced the game on radio. I'm with you. Absolutely. Yeah, and and one of your most um, famous calls was the Mike Bibby shot. I I actually sometimes I play it. Um, um, they do play it. Yeah. So, but so I uh, I guess what I'm going to ask you is that if the Kings would have won that you know game or that series, do you think we would have absolutely smoked the Nets? Yeah, I think they would have swept them. I think they would have won four straight. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right, and then and then going on, uh, you know, open phone Wednesday. Uh, you know, you mentioned a lot of travel and being on different airlines, but you never mentioned, you never talk about being on Air Drake. I heard it's a phenomenal airline. I didn't yeah. go on that plane. Uh, when we went to India, they had two charters. That uh, Air Drake was for okay. the players and the head coach, and I think of and the coaches only. I don't know if all the coaches were on that plane due to. Uh, availability but i never went on that plane that was players and coaches only and everyone else went on a different uh airplane we all we left at the same time pretty much but we didn't go on the same route we stopped in london and that plane went and i can't remember even if it did stop i don't i can't remember if it was able to go non-stop i don't think it did but we uh we didn't even arrive at the same time in in India, we we arrived uh, okay. apart from one another, but it wasn't it wasn't we we land we had special permission to land at an air force base, which is highly unusual in India, near the Taj Mahal because we were we flew we got off 
And we went into a hotel to shower up and change. And then we had a visit to the Taj Mahal. And then after that, we flew to uh, Mumbai, Mumbai, where the team stayed for the three nights. Do you know that trip? That's halfway around the world. And we were only gone for three nights. Wow. That was that uh, 20 hours, right? Because you got 12 hours from yeah. SFO to, yeah, and then another eight hours, yep. right? So, so, so I, well, I, we I, went, we, we, we went, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I was going to say, you can go either route in that trip. You can, you can go over the Pacific or you can go over the Atlantic. That's correct. That's okay. correct. We actually went over uh, the Atlantic. We went over Canada down past, you know, Greenland, Iceland, and we refueled in London on the way to India. And I believe, I believe the Drake plane went across the Pacific, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, and I I don't know why I thought you and you and Doug were on that plane. Uh, nope. Air Drake. Nope. Okay. We were on a plane. Oh, okay. The plane that we were on got struck by lightning landing in London. And I thought it was the greatest thing in the world, and everyone was freaking out, and I was like going crazy. I was like, "Yeah, we just got hit by lightning. How freaking cool is that?" And everybody was looking at me like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" I'm like, "Come on, we were in the air. Nothing's gonna happen. We got hit by lightning. It's all good." And you knew you got hit by. You, I knew right away. First of all. I was looking out the window and saw the flash and then we it, we heard the boom and it got everybody's attention regardless of whether you were listening to music or watching a movie whatever the case was on approach into london uh, i knew right away we got hit by lightning and i thought that was so cool yeah yeah no no that's cool yeah no i just i, I just know that i've i've seen it in articles where air drake they say is like the number one celebrity plane ever yeah it was pretty spectacular i saw all the photos uh before the plane left i i didn't get a chance to go onto the plane but i saw all the photos yeah it was a top shelf top shelf airplane top top shelf perfect all right grant uh great show uh and i'm, I'm gonna get off so you can get other people in thank you buddy thanks bud take care hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chumbacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. And uh, that means we get to Ryan in Sacktown. What's up, Ryan? Good afternoon, Grant. How you doing, my friend? I'm well. Thanks for calling. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, hey, if if you had to guesstimate, what do you think Waggis's IQ is? Uh, about a hundred points higher than mine. Uh, okay, so <laughs> it's pretty damn high. I'll tell you that it's pretty damn high. It's pretty it's amazing. Unreal. He remembers everything. It is unbelievable. It, I'm I'm blown away by the guy. I really am. 
No doubt. No, it, it blows me away too. I mean, the, the littlest, like I would be auto, maybe thinking about a, a temporary restraining order because he knows everything about your life. <laughs> everything. And I'm yeah. just joking, Waggis. Wow. But uh, hey, um, I, I wanted to ask you, I, I did see the Donahue thing and uh, on Untold or Untold on Netflix. Um, do you know, without obviously disclosing names, of any clear situations that were never brought up in the media or players were disciplined for where they were betting or gambling on games? Never, not one time did I ever hear about that. Not one time did I ever hear of anyone getting reprimanded or in trouble for that. Never ever was discussed uh, among players on planes or buses in the locker room. Not once in my entire 32 years did I ever hear uh, of any betting going on as it related to basketball from any coach, any player, uh, even broadcasters. We actually, believe it or not, when we used to go to the NBA meetings, all right, we had to sign a form that basically said, and we had to take a full course on this, you know, if we disclosed any mm -hmm. information about injuries, uh, if we bet, on anything to do with basketball, uh, blah, 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 we would be terminated, okay? It, it was pretty clear to all of us that that was going to be the punishment. And everyone knew it, 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 it didn't go on. No one even, we didn't even talk about it. Like you didn't, you could be out with your buddy and you wouldn't even talk about, you know, the line or anything. We didn't, never had those conversations, never. Players never talked about that. Well, and Grant, you know, that's interesting. But the question, I guess, becomes then because you had a dual role, right? You're hosting a radio show and you're getting inside information, which some radio hosts probably get. But where is that line if you have to sign a paper about disclosing injuries because you also have to report or talk about those things as well? Very easy. It was a very easy line for me. If I had heard something based on my privilege of being a team announcer, then I never said it publicly. If I found out about it on my own, not because I was the announcer for the Kings, but because of a, you know, whatever, then I would talk about it. But I mean, I knew everything that was going on with the team all the time. I knew about pending right. surgeries. I knew whether guys were going to play or not. Listen, I'd be on a bus, okay, at five o'clock for a seven o'clock game. And I would hear on the bus that two of the best players just got sick and were not playing. I could have easily, easily texted a friend or called a friend and said, hey, you need to bet on this, blah, blah, blah. Never did, never texted, right. never called. Uh, I never crossed that line. Now, can I say unequivocally that 100% of other announcers, you know, didn't? I could not say that, but I'm just saying I had never heard of that. I had never heard of that type of information getting out from anyone associated with the NBA. Well, that's a good thing. And that's relieving because you don't know these days and obviously half your career, there was not social media like there is today. Right. Right. Um, but right. you know, releasing, especially if it's a key player, that's going to affect the line for the game. Like, like you're mentioning. So, uh, Oh, of course. Yeah. And one other question you're talking about, or we we're talking about referees and respect and, you know, obviously they are humans as well that some people forget. It's not baseball where they're looking to bring in robots, but is there, in your opinion, 
and experience a difference because I've heard that usually there will be one player on the team that goes up and talks to the referee on behalf of all the players. If there's a call they did not agree with, did you see a difference when that was not really in place? I mean, DeMarcus is a great example. I mean, his stink face after every single whistle, even if it was not on him, was just so evident. Well, and, and he's not alone. I mean, you see the same thing now on Luka Doncic when he plays. He bitches and moans on every True. single call. And, you know, I've ripped him for that. I used to uh, criticize him when I was announcing the games because it was just ridiculous. Draymond Green is the same way now, but a lot of players are. The league needs to curtail that. They did a couple of years ago uh, during the preseason and at the beginning of the season. And then all the players and the Players Association were complaining about the technical fouls. And so they kind of dropped back. And now the league has let it go too far, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it's getting a little bit out of control. I, I, I don't see it slowing down, and I don't see how it gets better either. I mean, we've had that conversation many times about how things get better. Um, hey, uh, what's today again? Today is Open Forum Wednesday, and I already know who wore number seven for the New York Giants, so you'd have to come at me with something else. Perfect. Well, you know what? I actually really felt bad about the Mel Hines stuff. I, I didn't want to keep you up, no. up at night. It was my mistake. Knowing that. It was my error, so, not yours. Uh, you have nothing. To, you, yeah, that was my bad. Uh, well, and, and so I want you to redeem yourself. You're talking about your father. and He would take the Napier last yeah. name away from you. So what were some of your favorite game shows growing up? Wow. Uh, well, I'll tell you. You want to talk about gambling? You want to hear something funny? In my fraternity house, we had about we had about game shows. I know. Just, just, just. You gotta, gotta let me finish. Five or six guys would, instead of going to class, hang out, and they'd be watching the dating game, the newlywed game, the twenty-five thousand dollar pyramid, and they would be betting on who was going to win. Who was going to win the, the show, all game shows? So, you know, we, you know and, and I was just like, what the hell is wrong with you guys, man? They literally would sit there for hours on end betting on the dating game, on the newlywed game, on the 25000 or the $10,000 pyramid, whatever the hell it was called back then. My favorite game shows growing up. Uh, well, I used to love, you know, Monty Hall, Let's Make a Deal. You know, I would say that was probably my my favorite show. I used to love uh, The Price is Right with Bob Barker. And I like these shows as much for the host as for the for the shows. But those are, you know, I would say Let's Make a Deal was probably my favorite show. I'd probably say that one was. I'm dating myself now. You understand that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I totally get that. And uh, I'm sure Jerry would have had the highest odds on uh, the dating shows. But uh <laughs> anyways well i used to hey, you know what i used to like watching the uh dating game i thought that was great you know the three bachelors or the three bachelorettes and that host uh uh gosh what george marshall was that his name and you know his son was the first baseman and f- his son was the I first baseman that. for the angels and uh the le- his real last name was lecoq and obviously for tv he changed his name to marshall but that show was great that uh, i used to love watching a dating game i thought that was funny as hell and uh, it, w- it was a blast. It, I used to like watching that game quite a bit. 
is the dating game the one where the guys are behind the screen and yes. you're just hearing their answers? Okay. Yes. Cool. Well, yep. well, guess what? Since it's Wednesday, we're going to play a little game. And I want to okay. redeem you. And ironically enough, this okay. is number seven on the list. So we are going to play a game of Family Feud. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. So you have three strikes and five answers that you need to get. I'm going to give you the question right now. Name a reason why your parents would ground you. Uh, swearing. Let's see. Yes, that is number three on the list with 20 votes. So you still have three strikes left and four answers. What is your next guess? Not doing my homework. Not doing my homework. And not on the list. You got a strike, okay. buddy. Staying out too late. And two strikes. Not making my bed and keeping my room clean. Okay, I'm going to give you an extra strike. Come on. Okay. All right. Well, you asked me, what would my parents ground me for? All right. Uh, drinking? <laughs> drinking? Nope. Not on the list. Oh, okay. What, what no, do you I mean, think the you number... Remember, gotta, well, you got to remember, in New York, when I was growing up, the, uh, the minimum age to drink was 18, and we all had fake IDs at 16. So I had to put that out there. Well, Grant, when we went to New York in 2004, and I was not 21, and we were allowed to drink uh, as long as the parents were there. So I, I, I don't know if the rule changed, but yeah, that, that's crazy. Okay, so I'm going to go down the list. Number one, okay. with 32 votes, lying. Lying, okay. Number two, getting into a fight with 26 votes. You got number three. Wow using a curse word number four snuck out of the house with 14 votes and number five all right a failed test with eight votes okay well i guess i didn't do very well on this quiz either i didn't do well last week and now I'm 0 for 2 as we wrap up the month of august but the good news is i have a new month to look forward to beginning tomorrow no doubt. And you know what? I'm going to give you one more quick one. Uh, you only get one strike okay. and there's only one answer. On September 12th, will either of us have hair? No, neither of us will have hair. And one other thing. Ding, ding, ding. The next time we do a quiz or anything like this or a game or what have you, I'm going to have Waggus to help me out. How's that sound? Oh, we should do that. I would love that. Waggus I mean, would probably already know before I was going to ask the question, what the answer was. <laughs> yes, yes, he would. Oh my gosh! Oh, you, you, <laughs> you would. It would be like name that tune, right? You would speak three words, and he would give you the answer, right? Oh, exactly, exactly. So, hey, buddy, I want to give everybody else time. Uh, thank you All for right. doing the app. We love it, and uh, everybody have a great day. All right, thank you. Take it easy. All right, I, I didn't do very well on the family feud. Wouldn't be the first time though. All right, let's get to uh, some other phone calls right here and uh, Lefteris. Lefteris, how are you today? Good, how about you, Grant? I'm well, thank um, you. It's, it's open forum because Wednesday and I want to talk about the airlines. I love flying myself too. Um, so one of my longest flights was from Seattle to uh, 
uh, Doha, Qatar, and that's about 16 hours uh, flight. Yep. And I loved it because, you know, I like, like you, I'm avoiding to fly any U.S. airlines. I mean, they're terrible. They're horrible because I, I'm trying yes. my best to do any non-U.S. airlines. And in Qatar, uh, those uh, uh, Qatar Airways, that's what it's called. Um, I mean, just just to give indication yes. to everyone who's listening, what's the difference is, when you sit in economy class like I do, it's like you're sitting in a premium uh, class in a U.S. airline. The leg room is unbelievable. And we're talking about mm-hmm. economy. And it has all the leg room. It has all the, yes. the, all the sections around you to hook up your you know your staff and everything and another thing um and and the airports the airports blow uh, the airports over in you know like doha uh dubai all the airports in asia i mean they blow away the airports in the united states it's like night and day oh yeah i mean uh doha airport and i stay at night time over there at the uh, hotel uh at the airport is that when you walk into airports like you walk into the New York uh, Square, that, but it's only different indoors. They have yes. a big screen. It's like indoors, and it's unbelievable what they have in there. Um, anyway, so one thing I want to bring up is the menu. When you sit down, they bring you a menu to eat, and we'll talk about economy again, okay? So they bring you inco- a, a menu we had like three, four pages, and you start with the appetizer, main tray, and the dessert. It's a selection. It's unbelievable. This We're talking about economy. No, trying to get that from the U.S. airline. It is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to, can't. I want to talk nope, about No, you can't. That. Yeah. Thank anyway, you. I really appreciate you. it. And you uh, have a, Yep, thank you. It's my pleasure. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. You are 100% correct okay. about that. All right, let's get to uh, E-Train. You're next here in line. E-Train, welcome to the show. How are you today? E-Train, hit that microphone icon, and uh, that way we'll be able to hear you. E-Train. Hit that mic. All right, I'm going to put you back in the audience, and then we will uh, get you right back on. And while we do that, we'll get to Al. Hello, Al. Good to have you on the show today. How are you? Good, Nate. Uh, Pete LeCox's uh, dad was actually Peter Marshall, and he hosted the Hollywood Square. Not George, yes. Yep. Well, he also – that's he, right. He, he, but he, he, that's right. You're right. You're right. My, uh, who was the who? You're right. Thank you for the correction there. Who was the host of the dating game? No, I wasn't trying to correct you. I just it's funny because I used to watch uh, you talking about game shows and I love the game shows. I never bet on them. Your friends are crazy, but I think it was Jim Lang. I, I want to say I th- I'm going Jim off Lang. Memory. That's exactly right. You're 100 correct, Jim Lang. And thank you for the correction. Hollywood Squares, Peter Marshall, son, uh, uh, baseball player. Yep, good job right there. You're exactly right. And then uh, I like that one. I did like Money Hall. He was straight New York. That guy, man, when he ran that show and he, he'd go around it. Okay, I'll give you 20 bucks if you have a, a bobby pin in your pocket. You know, and whenever we're talking about, yeah. I've talked to you in the past shows about the draft and how, like, you know, a draft draft players are, are a draft pick versus a known commodity. I've even used the euphemism of it's like the old let's make a deal when I've called you. Do you want to keep Khalil Mack? You want to trade Khalil Mack for the for the for the uh, the door that uh, Carol Merrill is standing or the curtain? You know? <laughs> right. So, right. The first thing I was think of, and I, I thought of another uh, 
reason for you to be grounded in the Napier household was if you're a fan like the Boston team, like a, fan, a team from Boston, you'd have been grounded for life. Yeah, that, that, that would have never happened. Yeah, no, no, no. I would have grounded my kids for that. But no, me personally, uh, my dad knew that that was never, ever, ever going to happen. That was not a possibility. Never had to worry about that. Never had to worry about that. But good job on Peter Marshall, uh, the host. Of, no, really, excellent <laughs> job. Excellent job by you. Excellent. Who's your favorite? Who is your favorite celebrity on Hollywood Squares? Uh, that was Paul Lind. Yeah, great. See, Paul Lind in the center square. Yep. And you know the funny thing is, I'm I'm kind of like you. I even watched some of the old reruns. And the funny thing is, a lot of things they did back then. Some of the answers he gave out because they would they would push. You know, Paul was gay, and every everybody yes. knew it. But they would they would yes. answer ask him questions that would set him up. And this is a daytime morning daytime game show, and yep. and he was on yep. Johnny Carson. And Johnny asked, "How the heck do you guys get away with with that with the censorship in today's uh, uh, in today's age?" And he just laughed because yep. he would come up with some. Paul Lynn, Paul Lynn, Paul Lynn was one of the funniest people ever, ever to appear on TV. Paul Lynn on that show. I mean, was absolutely freaking hilarious. Yeah. He had that that voice, you know. He just like oh. you know, he did some some sound work. He was Templeton the Rat on the uh, on the Charlotte's Web movie cartoon, and he had that classic voice. But then he was on Bewitched as, as Uncle Arthur. He's always playing gadgets yep. on Samantha. Yep. So that was his some laugh. Fun his stuff. laugh was unbelievable. His laugh was unbelievable. I love Paul Lynn. Yeah. Boy, that, now you're bringing back some memories. You know, that show, uh, I should have remembered that show, but that was one of my favorite shows, yeah. too. Everybody, everybody in my, it was just like you, you and I are the same generation. We all watched Hollywood Squares. It was like a huge, huge, everyone watched Hollywood Squares. And you know what? I did, I've got to be honest with you. I had no idea someone was Charlie. Who's Charlie Weaver? Who, who's Rosemary? I just, I was like kind of at like 10 or 11 years old. I just was laughing because it just seemed funny, but I didn't know who half those people were. Because if, if you end up on Hollywood Squares, and you're, you're probably not at, at the A-list on your on your career level as far as that goes. But that was some fun stuff. And you have a good day. It was great. Thank you. Really uh, good reminiscing thank with you on this call. Open Forum Wednesday. I didn't think we'd be talking about the uh, Hollywood Squares with Paul Lynn. Uh, in the middle square. What a, what a great show that was. And for those of you that have no idea what the hell we're talking about, just Google Hollywood Squares. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal game show. It was great. But Paul Lynn, wow. He was unbelievable. He was hilarious. I mean, you would just pray that he would always be asked a question. He's great. Good stuff right there. All right, let's get to, is it really? Yes, Jerry, how are you today, Jerry? What's going on? What's going on, Grant? Hey, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, did I hear you correctly when you were flying, you got on the plane, got hit by lightning, and you were hoaring and hollering? Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yep. Oh my God! Um, how um, how high were you guys? We were on approach. We weren't very high. Uh, we were in thick clouds, so I couldn't see. But if I had to guess, and I'm only guessing, five thousand feet, maybe. Oh my Lord, Grant! <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. 
uh, serious note, Grant. Yeah. Um, Justin Fields. Um, I've been hearing some things that he's gonna. Uh, uh, he's not too happy with the Niners, and he's gonna try to prove something when they play Week One. Do you hear, hear anything about that? You're talking about the Bears quarterback not happy with the Niners. Why would that be? Yes. Yes, uh, because they uh, they uh, passed him up in the draft. Oh, I don't know. Uh, listen, Justin Fields, you know, the last thing Justin Fields needs to be worrying about is who passed him up in the draft, okay? The reality is he better start playing well, and he better start playing well, you know, in September for the Chicago Bears. So last year was a rookie year. He got his feet wet. Okay, now he's grown up a little bit. Uh, don't worry about who drafted you and who didn't. Uh, I, I, that chip on the shoulder stuff never really resonated with me. If you're a quarterback in the National Football League and you only have 17 games, you should have a chip on your shoulder about every team you play. So I really wouldn't worry about that. I don't think that means anything. The reality is his offensive line is not very good and the Niners' defensive front is maybe the best in football and he's going to get his ass kicked on September 11th. That's what he really should be worried about. Uh, I sure hope you're right, Grant. And Grant, one more thing. This is open for Wednesday. Uh, do we know why Dennis Rodman changed his mind about going to uh, Russia? I have no idea. I really couldn't say. Um, I don't know if he disclosed that. I don't believe he did. Uh, maybe the Russian government were, were was not going to grant him access. Maybe the United States government said absolutely positively you're going to make this a lot worse for Brittany Griner and uh, Paul Whalen, if you do this, it's you're not you're not going to help out the situation. You know, who knows? Uh, I'm sure that he had a talking to by somebody or some some different could have been from a Russian official and it could have been from an American official. But as we know, here we are last day of August. And, you know, those Americans are still over in Russia in prison. Yes, they are, Grant. All right, sir. Well, thank you for your time, Grant. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I, I, I don't know what Dennis Rodman would have accomplished by going to Russia. I mean, I just, I said so when it happened. I couldn't understand why he thought going to Russia would do anything. All right, we go north of the border to beautiful Calgary, Alberta. And we are going to say hello to uh, Bella. Bella, you got to hit your mic icon. And when you do, we will put you right on. By the way, if you uh, don't follow Bella on social media, she's been putting out some uh, great pictures of Calgary and a couple of cocktails with the beautiful background. How are you, Bella? Can you hear me? I sure can. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm outside. It's so hot here right now. You wouldn't believe it. It's like, I don't know, 90, whatever you Americans call it. It's like 33 Celsius. So I think yeah, it's we 90 something. Hot. Yeah, we call that Fahrenheit, Bella. We call that 90 degrees Fahrenheit, us Americans. That's how we call that. It's beautiful. Just a quick, I actually had to Google, I think it's Wink Martindale did the dating game. Yes. Maybe. He might be my age. Yes. I don't know. Okay, listen. So I watch Forensic Files, you know, when the wives kill the husbands, that stuff. Yeah. You know that? They had a contestant on the dating game, this is true, who was a serial killer. Come on. I'm telling you. Seriously? Yes. Wow. I know. So I guess they really weren't big on background checks back then. Like <laughs> I would so, guess not. A serial killer on the dating game. No, I would think they probably were not very good 
in uh, background checks. Uh, background checks. Wow, that's crazy. I'd never heard of that. He kind of looked like a David Koresh. Remember I'd him? never heard of that. I know. I'll Google it and I will yes, tweet it to you. Yes, I sure do. All right. You're yeah, right. David I am Koresh. looking at, uh, let's see, dating game serial killer Rodney Alcala <laughs> died on death row. I'm looking at the headline oh right here. Yes. Right. His name is Rodney Alcala. And he murdered at least four people before before his television appearance on the dating game. How wow. about that? But he didn't but he didn't get picked on the dating game, right? Like he didn't that's win correct. That. I'm reading that right that's now. Yep. Wow. Well, that's her women's instincts, right? She had a gut feeling. <laughs> Thank God for that. Seriously. That's unbelievable. Right. I know. Wow. I know. I just wanted to the more Good. you know kind of topic for you. I appreciate that. You have a good evening, okay? And stay cool. You too. Thank you. Thank you. I will. All right, bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you really want some heat, if you really want some heat, Bella, uh, go to California. Go to Northern California right now, Bella. And uh, I'll put this into, um, well, I'll put this into Celsius for you. All right. It's going to be in Sacramento. You ready for this, Bella? This weekend. All right. 43 degrees Celsius. That's the weather forecast. So, Bella, if you think 90 degrees is hot, and listen, I understand that you are in Calgary, and I understand that those hot temperatures are rather abnormal, but. You want some really brutal weather? Uh, again, I think on it's supposed to be 101 Friday, 103 Saturday, 108 on Sunday. All right. Then it gets up to 110, I believe. And who knows how much more. So, yeah, go to uh, Northern California if you really want to experience some heat. I don't know if John will be on his bicycle this weekend in the middle of the day. I would say if I had to wager, I would say probably not. How are you, John? I'm doing good, Grant. How are you on this Wednesday? I'm good, buddy. Are you going to be out in 110 degrees uh, riding a bike or not, John? Man, if I am on my bike, it is going to be so close to the freaking river that it you won't, I'll be in it before I'm on it. You understand? Yeah. Monday, <laughs> Labor Day, Labor Day, a high of 109 degrees. Well, hey, some of the local forecasts here, 
they're saying on Tuesday, it's going to chill down to a nice little 108, but 111 on Sunday, 112 on Monday is what wow. a few of the local, that's what Dave Grassoff said this morning on Channel 31, and I trust that guy. I trust Dave, too. He's the best in all of Sacramento. I love Dave. So if he said that, I believe Dave. Absolutely. Hey, he's doing a lot of he's doing a lot of a uh, face of FaceTime appearances on the on Good Day Sacramento and stuff. It's good to see him. And I, I never knew that you were his buddy, but I always know that he was a uh, um, cameraman and, yeah. and he worked for them. But I heard you recently. I don't know. Recently, over the last year, saying he was your buddy. But, man, he's a he's a cool dude. And he does there are very there are very there are very few people in Sacramento that I respect more than Dave. There are very few people that That's I would great, respect man. more. He That's, seems like he's, one of the most he's, he's the best. He seems like one of the most commendable, respectable individuals. Is he gonna be there on Monday? Have you reached out to him by chance? Uh you know what? He follows me on social media and everything. Now that I I will, I will reach out to him. That's a great job on your part. I will reach out to him and see if he can give me some coverage. He's the best. I love him. Man, hey, it's great. That that would be freaking awesome. And the whole show, the whole morning show, they're a respectable show and they don't get into political bullshit that goes on. They have a good time. And that's yep. what's fun about that show. And just, I guess we're talking about shows. So, that, you know, that was a fun little uh, uh, trip. We went down memory lane on some of the game shows. And Paul Lynn, he was on all of the old sitcoms, Gilligan's Island. Some he was been on some of those. Bewitched, of course. Uh, I Dream a Genie. He, he did uh, little things on all of those. So I think it was Al or Jeff or everybody. Yep. Brought up a little bit of that. Yep. And Ryan's we're gonna really have to do his homework now because we're all we're we're dating Ryan. Ryan's not dating us. Yep. Yep, I'm with you. Hey, John, listen, buddy, you take care, okay? Uh, I got to roll, but it's yeah. always great hearing from you, all right? Hey, man, all the support for you in the world and from everyone around, and uh, have a great rest of the Wednesday, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, buddy. Always love Open Forum Wednesday. What a great hour. It just flew right by. Tomorrow, 3 o'clock, we've got college football tomorrow. We'll have a lot of fun. Make it a good rest of the day, and for all of you, Thank you for your support. It means the world to me. So long, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.